0: everyone, and welcome to 3Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alin. And on today's show, we have a couple of mans. We've got the gray man, and we've got the sandman. But really, our main event is, Jamie explains the rings of power. It's probably <laughs> going to take about three hours, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be Alin, our longest, yeah. Are you ready well, to take notes? I mean, I
1: guess. I haven't taken notes on stuff. I mean, yeah, you haven't taken notes it. since
0: high school, college, yes, high school. I don't so, know. How
1: many schools I, did we go to? Oh, so many years <laughs> so of many school. schools.
0: Yeah. So many. Um, but yeah, that, that's the main event. I'm super excited. I've been really digging the Rings of Power. And I don't care what anybody else says or thinks. And I don't care what the current score is on IMDb. Everybody else can just go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Wow. That was so good. <laughs> We're like
1: alienating people now. Like, if you I don't know. don't like it. If you
0: don't I don't like I'm, this. I'm totally fine with it. I'm happy to. I will fight anyone who says
1: the show isn't <laughs> good. <laughs> now, it has been renewed, right? Has it been renewed for? Well,
0: literally, the guy who's doing it, he he pitched it as five seasons. Okay. He said, "This is going to be five seasons. It's all written. I already know what the very last shot of the very last season is going to be." And I'll tell you what I think it's gonna be. <laughs> okay. Because I'm pretty sure I already know what the very last shot of the very, la- very last season is gonna be. But um, yeah, he's like, this is it. We're gonna do these five seasons, and Amazon was like, okay, go for it, because I guess I guess Bezos is a big Lord of the Rings fan. So.
1: I mean, I guess you can see. forgive him for all of his other nonsense. I no. Guess. No. Oh, okay. No. We're not.
0: Okay. <laughs> no. Just because somebody has one redeeming quality does oh, okay. not make them wholly redeemed.
1: <laughs> so there's, like, what is it? Like, the uh, fingernail on his pinky finger is cool. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. it's the smallest part of him that is He's redeemed. He's got, like,
0: one metacarpal. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. Right. I know, I
1: because I'm looking at it right now on IMDb. IMDb, you should sponsor us, because we give you a lot of shout-outs, and I think in this show it's going to be the same. Yeah. So as we as we are recording this, there's only two two more episodes left Mm -hmm. of Rings of Power. So that's probably when I'm going to pick up on it. Seriously, though, you could start
0: watching it today and you're probably not going to catch up by the time those two come out because they're like (laughs) 80 minutes a piece. Like they're chonky little beasts. They're like little movies. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. In fact, Damien said they could have released the whole season in the movie theater as like three separate movies and we would have gone to see all three, you know, sections of it.
1: Well, once Amazon starts buying movie theaters, uh, is that a thing? Know, I'm throwing it out there. If they do, I would like some credit for it because we'll play the
0: song for you, the little sound.
1: Yeah, if they do, because believe it or not, I think it's I think it's happening. But um, up this way, in my neck of the woods, we're getting an Amazon Fresh. One oh yeah, the, we have a
0: couple of those.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a big deal for us, Jamie. We're oh, in the yeah, middle sorry, of nowhere. We have nothing. I forget. I'm in the Bay Area and everything yeah. happens here. I mean, you want a Dunkin' Donuts, you can do whatever you want. You can't turn five feet without running into a Dunkin' Donuts here, but an Amazon Fresh, <laughs> forget it. A it's a different story. Actually, I know you don't probably read uh, the Boston Globe, but there is a big thing going on right now because the town of Stowe is the only town in all of Massachusetts that does not have a Dunkin' Donuts. Cause it closed in the town of Stowe. Wow. What are those so, people doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to drive five minutes over the line to Sudbury to get. Fine. Well, I'll cease yeah. to feel bad for them. You know, it's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just one of those. I don't know if you ever have a trivia question. Stowe is the only town in Massachusetts. It's T-O-W-E, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think there's an E. I there's think, no I, E? I'm trying to remember. No e. There okay. probably was at a time when we were like, that's too British. When we were more British, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, that's too British for us. Drop that right away. No E. Strike it out. Strike right. it out. All right. All right. That's we got some my... good stuff here. We got yes. some good
0: stuff. Except maybe for the gray man, but we'll get there.
1: <laughs> Aww. I mean, you don't know, like. I, you know what? The eye candy was enough
0: okay.
1: for me. That mustache a... turned me off. Oh we've had this debate before a Great opposite reaction he yep, can yep. pull off that mustache but before we get to
0: the mustache let's talk about disney speaking of horrible mustaches i don't know disney's just horrible but anyway
1: oh we're talking about walt disney's mustache yeah yeah a, exactly
0: okay, um
1: his, his head is alive somewhere yeah I, like um, just like in futurama yeah um
0: so we had a lot of disney stuff um uh, and I don't know if you want to try and split this up here. Do you want to talk about the price increase?
1: Uh, you or do you want me to handle that? Yeah, like, because... You so know, it starts
0: in December, so, you know, everybody out there who has Disney, be ready, because it's
1: going up in December. You and kind of knew. It's too good to be true when something's only six ninety nine. dollars 99 Yeah. In and these, and these day and ages of it. That's how they get you, though. They all start low. Yeah. And then they're like, we got you hooked. You'll it's like when you anything. get free drugs at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's but $7.99 this, right now?
0: What, yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> the the 7 one is the ad one now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's going to be like Hulu where this it's going up to $7.99, but the $7.99 one has commercials.
1: But I kind of like the commercials. I want to see if John Hamm and Flo are ever going to get together on all these progressive ads. (laughs) God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why, but it's the only ad that ever plays for me on
0: Hulu. For me, it's everything is literally about voting. Like we have this proposition out here, Prop 27, and half the commercials are for Prop 27 and the other half are against it. And it's just confusing and horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, and it's about online gambling, so you can imagine how much money is being thrown into those yeah. campaigns on both sides.
1: Yeah, it's not like we have like other important things going on that, no. that money
0: could go to. Right. I think if they took all the money that went into the ad campaigns for Prop 27, they could probably cure homelessness out here.
1: No, but they won't. No, they that's, won't. that's that's helping too
0: many people. We that's can't too do
1: logical. That. No, I I'm looking at the subscription plans now, and yeah, $10. yeah.
0: 10.99 a month if you don't want commercials.
1: And if you pay in full annually, it's $109.99. I hate that option. A lot of th- different streaming services are doing that now. I don't know if I'm going to live the whole year, you know? Yeah, I don't like locking in for anything more. It's the same thing with my homeowner's insurance. You can pay it all at once. No, you're getting it every quarter because guess what? I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'll pay it every few months.
0: right. They are doing this thing where you can get the bundle and it's Hulu, Disney, and ESPN. And that's gonna be fourteen ninety-nine a month. Yeah. That might be an okay deal, but I don't honestly know what you get on ESPN Plus. Do you get like live football, live sports? Because if not, then meh.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you do because I know with football it's usually what, like CBS. Oh. ESPN
0: has Monday night.
1: Oh, they have Monday night. Yeah. And then Amazon has
0: Thursday. I mean, it's all piecemealed out. It's insane. Yeah, it's I like know you, that I can watch Thursday night football on Amazon Prime and then yes. I can watch Sunday night football on Peacock and that's all I get.
1: Yeah, and and I'm going to I've been watching um Sunday football on the Paramount app cuz you can watch live. Oh, on- yeah, I don't have Paramount. I I want that because I want to watch some Star Trek at some point. Here's the thing that's, that sucks about the Paramount app. is Everything? Well, yeah, it's not a good app. Yeah. No, I don't and remember it being a good app. It's still not a good app. And I went to go watch uh, the Patriots on the app, and it wasn't working. I kept getting a weird error message. So I looked it up, and I guess for some reason there's, like, an issue with it playing on a Roku TV. Oh, jeez. Like The live portion of it. It's not like Roku hasn't been around for 20 years, you know? So it's like I had to watch it on my phone, which Which, is fine. You can do that for free. You can do that with the NFL app. You don't need Paramount for that. I used to try to do it on the Yahoo app. Used to let me do it. Right. Yeah. But now they don't. Yeah. But now they don't. So, yeah. So I'm just complaining about the live aspect of it. It's just not working out, but it's true. It's like you can watch Sunday on CBS and Peacock. You can watch Monday on ESPN. I mean, I know ESPN carries like a lot of no, not even a lot of baseball, like regular season baseball. Yeah,
0: they all just seem too expensive to be worth it for this piecemeal stuff, you know? And now Disney's just raising all their prices too because they assume you're all gonna be hooked. But I'm telling you, if all their shows coming out are like She-Hulk, forget it. They can go, you know. I know that's
1: it. And- that's what I like. uh was talking to my sister about it, and she was like, she's like, well, we can't get rid of Disney. And I was like, no, you can't get rid of Disney. You have a small child. You're yeah. stuck with that forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the same for me anymore, you know. Yeah. Like, no, and she's like, he'll watch the Marvel stuff. Have you? And this is completely off of you. I haven't watched it. I'll say it up front. I haven't watched Andor
0: yet. We were on. actually waiting to finish She Hulk before we started Andor, and then we got stuck because She Hulk was so bad. So now we're just like, okay, we got to push through to the end of She Hulk. We'll probably wait until it all comes out and then just try to like binge it all, and then we'll start. And I heard Andor is very good, so okay. I'm I have some hope there. All right, yeah, I haven't really looked
1: that much about it. So
0: here's what Disney wants us to be excited about and thus to pull us through this this price increase coming December 8th. They have All released right. the
1: following. All right. The Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, which <laughs> I, I know, didn't watch. I didn't watch it either because I remember looking. I'm like, is there a date? And it says no, 2023. And it's right. just like, okay, yeah, what does that mean? Nothing. Yeah, it could be December 31st of 2023.
0: This is the same argument that you made towards your home insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the description says it gives us our first look at the new adventures of Mando and Grogu. Mm. And the tagline is you are a Mandalorian no more, which was said by the armorer after she learned that Din Jardin had taken his helmet off. Oh, no.
1: Here's the thing though, like, come on, that's a really like, but he had a reason for it, like. I know. Listen, listen. You he know? had a
0: reason. He, we all had to see how hot he was. That was the reason. I know. I know. It's a good enough reason for me. Um, so then we also have Secret Invasion. Now I will admit, I watched this one and it looks good.
1: I, I am reserving all, like, I don't know, like, we'll we'll talk about She-Hulk, but I will finish She-Hulk out. And if Wakanda forever is a disappointment, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, gonna a secret invasion is
0: going to be a show on Disney plus. And it's, I know. It's, it's a Nick Fury based kind of mystery show where you're not sure who a scroll, who the scrolls are. So I don't know. This one could be interesting. This could have a lot of like, oh, no, who's a scroll? Is Nick Fury a scroll the whole time? You know, like, I don't and know. And that's
1: um, what Ben Mendelssohn's back, right? And mm-hmm. Martin the- Freeman. Mm hmm. OK, I don't. And know. James Rhodes is in this one, too. So everything sounds good until you see it.
0: War Machine, right? Yeah. It's War yeah. Machine. And then they uh, they also confirmed their uh, Thunderbolts um, cast, which I'm very excited about the Thunderbolts cast because it's some people that we haven't seen in a while. So the Thunderbolts is kinda like the Marvel version of the Suicide Squad, but slightly less right insane. Yeah. And um it's gonna have Red Guardian in it, um, the Taskmaster, Yelena Belova, uh Winter Soldier slash Bucky Barnes. I don't know if he's Winter Soldier anymore. Has he changed his name? I don't know. I think he went back to Bucky, right? Yeah, like at the up. end, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna have um Wyatt Russell's US Agent. Yes. And then Ghost back from Ant Man. Right,
1: which is I was like, Oh, what has she been doing?
0: Right, I know. And time? then they're they're all um led by Julia Louis Dreyfus's uh, Valentina de Fontaine or whatever her name is. Yeah. So um, that 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 might be interesting. Um, I'm not a big fan of Julia Louis Dreyfus's <gasps> portrayal of this character, but oh, okay. I was like, I thought you were
1: gonna say Julia Louis Dreyfus. I was gonna be like, this no, no, podcast, just the way this this podcast, this is, podcast is, is, over. is very
0: strong <laughs> in this, like, really overpowering, I guess.
1: But anyway,
0: I really liked Red Guardian, and I love Florence Pugh, like, and I love Bucky, so I don't know. That's, this could be cool.
1: This could be cool. That's half the cast.
0: Yeah. Um, And then we have a Loki season two coming. Right. Which we
1: weren't sure. Right. First um, one to come back. Yeah. Because WandaVision was a one off. Yeah. I see. I, I still think that the reason that all the shows are disappointing is because you had zero expectations for WandaVision. And WandaVision wasn't even supposed to be the first one. But and it was saw, the best one. It was Easily. the best one. Mm-hmm. So like you compare everything Sorry. to WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just knocking stuff
1: over you're here. It's like you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Slam. <laughs> but we also have uh what if? Will be coming back. They're saying yep. Is, as part of this, and uh, they're making the new Daredevil show that does have Charlie yes. Cox in it. And I love Charlie Cox, and
0: it's going to be 18 episodes long. So that's a long season. Yes, and I think I've already spoken on this podcast about how my assumption is that those 18 episodes are going to be used for some very specific things. Like I think you're going to get a lot of stuff for the Echo in it, and um, okay. it's not going to be all Daredevil stuff. You probably have some Kingpin stuff and. Maybe even a resurgence of Jessica Jones. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of people are going to show up in those 18 episodes. So
1: we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, and this is kind of like a clean slate yeah. for them. Yeah, too. he's got a
0: new costume and everything. Um, And then uh, other things that they premiered, the Indiana Jones 5 trailer. Um, They have confirmed the new Captain America movie called New World Order. Um, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantum um, is going to link up to the Kang stuff. Kang the Finally. Yeah. So, we've got some stuff. Oh, did you see the Werewolf by Night trailer? I did. Yeah, that, that looks fun.
1: That looks fun as well. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because I'm just looking at, at the list. Obviously, as we're speaking right now, Hocus Pocus 2 has come yep. out. Mm-hmm. on, that's a, that's a big big only Disney Plus.
0: Mhm. And like I said those women look identical and it's kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know if it's just like the makeup was re- like their makeup was really good this time around or whatever cuz Yeah. Yeah, I mean I do I do want to see that. It's getting it's getting decent reviews from what I read. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, there's like, it captures the fun of the first one. So I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll watch that again. Yeah. But um, the other thing that I'm excited for, and even though I was just saying, I won't watch Marvel again, they are doing the Marvel zombie show. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, I yeah saw but that. That's that's not going to be until 2024, but yeah. you know, they are doing a lot of like for, for the little ones, like there's going to be a Moana TV show, a Zootopia TV show. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of doing that. I mean, it's, it's a pretty packed. Yeah. We also of- got Willow coming. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're making and then up. I know that they showed some
0: stuff about, um, the new Iron Man, Riri. Oh yes. yeah. So it's a girl that's going to take over and this is comic book relevant. Riri Williams is a comic book character. Um, she's also black and, uh, I think she was called Ironheart instead of Iron Man. But um yeah, what about yeah, that? Yeah, cuz it
1: is. It's listed as Ironheart. Yeah. Yeah, it makes, sense, um, makes sense. they've got the National Treasure. Oh yeah. National, mm-hmm. That's always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Those are fun movies to watch. And then what was the other thing? I didn't watch this movie, but people love that Enchanted movie with Amy Adams, so they mm-hmm. remade, well, they didn't remade, but they made a sequel for that as well. So I mean, yeah, there's they want you to keep Disney Plus and they're
0: trying, I would say, a little harder than Netflix, which I hate to admit it. But they seem to be trying a little harder, although there's some stuff coming out on Netflix that I'm definitely excited about. But it's not a giant list like this, you know?
1: No, I mean, I'm excited right now with Netflix because the Great British, British Bake Off is back. Yeah, I haven't started that season yet, but it's in my list of things to watch. And, and you, don't um, really, you don't really need to binge that. Like I've, I think yeah. I'm an episode behind. Yeah. It's uh, fine. It's well, so easygoing. It is. And you're not at the point where, and <laughs> no offense to anyone who's on the show. They're not, none of them are really memorable right now. Cause there's so many of them. Yeah. You kind of kind of whittle it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like before you start to get like invested and. In, I'll watch it with my sister and brother-in-law and we're always trying to guess like, Oh, that one's Chris's favorite. And he's like, I don't have a favorite yet. Like he gets all upset <laughs> <laughs> because like, it might be like an there's an older woman who has like crazy, but it looks good on her like pink and purple hair. Oh. And she's really cool. And then there's another person who's like really into video games So we're like, that's who Chris likes. But then there's also a very pretty uh, girl on the show. So we're like, that's who Chris likes. He's (laughs) like, just stop it. (laughs) Oh, man. But But, yeah. And so you got a lot of Disney stuff coming. Yeah. One more thing that I'm going to say, because I know Mm. people are excited. The X-Men 97. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a
0: big deal. It is kind of a big deal. I mean, that's going to be super nostalgia.
1: No kidding. And also, can we just say that? Wolverine's not dead.
0: Wolverine's gonna be in the new Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They better be taken Did advantage. Did you see that? That, that <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I just loved like. I just love the music playing over it, wham,
0: and then. I just, just like, love Hugh Jackman walking in the, through the background, and he's like, "Do you want to like, be Wolverine
1: again?" And he's like, he's "Yeah, like, okay. yeah." <laughs> and then they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna tell you what happens in the movie," and then you're just watching the like entire. They're acting it out, and they're just being so goofy. Yeah, and it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk of, like, finally we're going to get mutants in the Marvel universe, notwithstanding Miss Marvel. Yeah. And that's that was still just kind of like a illusion more than real yeah. movies, you know? <laughs> like, All right. So have okay, we talked sorry.
0: enough about Disney? Can we stop now? I
1: know. Done. We're done with you, Disney, for right now. But we'll talk about you in a little bit. I know. <laughs> All right.
0: So our, our second little three is about Native American representation. And you were going we have two, you know, recent kind of installments that um, featured a, a large Native American cast. And you were going to talk to us about um, Reservation Dogs.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch it. It is on FX. But as we all know, FX is on Hulu. I now.
0: saw it on there, but I haven't watched it yet.
1: So it's it is a TV show and it you don't say. Yeah, it's a TV show. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Just go watch <laughs> it. So it um it, so it takes place on there's four teenagers. They're all, you know, indigenous teens and it's them growing up uh on a reservation in Oklahoma and what kind of starts off the entire series is there were f- five close friends but one of their best friends kills himself. Oh. So the first season of the show is them trying to get money so they can go out to California like their friend Daniel wanted. And to watch the first season, it's it's even though you're dealing with like a teenage suicide, it's more funny than anything, because like they steal they steal a, a delivery truck. (laughs) <laughs> and the guy knows that they stole the truck, and they're he's just like waiting for them to admit that they stole the delivery truck um but you know it's just it takes there's four main leads, and you have Willie Jack, who's my favorite. she's very very uh there's a lot of swearing because it is f x and you can say whatever you want on f x and she's kind of like the flippant, sort of sarcastic one. And then you have, and you're going to like this name, you have Alora, who, yes, is named for the uh, <laughs> the character in Willow. Oh, that's she's, cute. Yeah, so, like, they make fun of her for it, obviously. Aww. Uh I know, but she's just like, all right. But she's she was someone who it turns out Daniel had a crush on, but she's kind of the more, like, leading with her heart re- versus her head. Then you have, um, it's another name you're going to like. His name's Bear. Oh, Bear. His name is Bear. The guy who
0: does the Rings of Power soundtrack is also
1: named Bear. See? Like, it's like an automatic win. I know. Should have had a kid and named him Bear. Well, you could adopt. I
0: don't know. I think I'm beyond years for that.
1: (laughs) They're so exhausting. Like, I love my niece. but I need a nap after I play with her. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need a nap just from staying awake. Forget adding kids oh, to the mix.
1: Yeah. So, you know, then there's there's just Bear and he's he's kind of like he's the cool one almost. He's raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out where he fits in like society and where he fits within his friend group now that Daniel's gone. So it's just it's so so funny because Bear. Is followed by a a ghost who's really like an Indian spirit guide. (laughs) He's just always making fun of him. Uh, But so the second season just finished up, and it's a little bit more poignant to it because you know it's you're they're getting to this age where are your friends from childhood going to be your friends as you get older, and Um. they're all they're all kind of going in their own directions and seeing what works, but it's still so funny. Um, It's got a lot of heart and there's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's an, there's elders in the village and they go to perform a funeral mass and they're like, now we're going to sing one of our favorite chance and they end up singing Tom Petty's free Fallen. <laughs> like, so it's just like it's got it's not a laugh out loud sort of TV show, but it captures that teen angst and it's nice to see it from the perspective of you know, indigenous people. and there's a lot of commentary in there along with like the healthcare aspects of it, what it means living on a reservation. But they do it in such a way, it's very poignant, it's very funny. There are 10 episodes per season, it's about a half hour. I would absolutely recommend it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And on the other kind
0: of flip side of the coin, we had a completely Native American cast in the Predator prequel, Prey. That was a lot of alliteration right there. Yeah,
1: you really (laughs) did a good job.
0: Thank you. Um, but, um, you did see Prey,
1: yes? I did see Prey. What did Uh, you think of Prey? I was surprised at how much I liked Prey. I know, right? Wasn't everyone? Like, this is a pretty good movie. (laughs) uh, No offense to Hulu, but you do have lowered expectations. Well, I don't know if you know this, but the reason
0: why this ended up on Hulu is because Disney is a jerk.
1: Well, we knew we knew that. But in what specific way were they a jerk? <laughs> so um, I
0: guess they bought out part of 20th Century Fox at some point or they bought some part of them. And this 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 movie came along with the purchase that they made and it was supposed to go into theaters. But Disney decided that it, they didn't want it to go into theaters and potentially have it compete with any potential Disney um, properties that were going to be in theaters. So they just dumped it on
1: Hulu. Is But is it really that competitive? Like, what's what's out I, right yeah, I now? I don't know.
0: I mean, um, my argument was, don't you own it now? Aren't you going to get the profits? But from what I read, it was like a petty, spiteful kind of thing.
1: Well, it's just so weird because I'm trying to think if there's anything Disney out right now. And also... The audience for Prey is probably a little older than the audience for whatever is being played in the theaters right Yeah, now. I know. But You're not going to do
0: like a double feature of Prey and Encanto, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, so that's, yeah, that's weird and that's petty.
0: It was really petty, and I read a bunch of articles that actually use that word quite frequently. So <laughs> I agree with the um, article, but the but the movie itself was was really well done. I loved seeing Amber Mid Thunder because she was the girl um, from Legion. Do you remember her? Yeah, and she was on Reservation Dogs too. Was she really? Yeah, oh, she yeah so she's she, all over the place these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing was, like five minutes into the movie, she has a dog. And me and Damien were like, pause, 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 pause. Nope, pause, pause. I did the does same thing. Dog, yeah, does this dog live? Does this dog live? So, one more time, I would like to plug everyone's favorite <laughs> website, does the dog die.com. That would be does the dog die.com. Saved yep. our lives here as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Did you did you use doesthedogdie.com? I did, dog I did
1: yeah. use it, and it was <laughs> – because, honestly, whenever you watch a movie like this, you're like, oh, no, that dog's got a bullseye on it. Right?
0: I mean, the trope exists for a reason, you know? Exactly. We've seen it enough. So, yeah, we had to look it up and – and uh, not only does the dog not die, we'll tell you that so that everybody can s- safely watch Prey, but the dog was also adopted after the movie by someone from the set. Which is awesome because it's mm-hmm. a beautiful dog. Oh, my God. So pretty. And they said the dog was completely untrained. They were looking for the type of dog that would have existed in this time. So this is like what dogs would have looked like back then. Um, you know, they hadn't had all this selective breeding going on yet. So um, yeah, well, it's more like a wolf. Yep, yep, it's very wolfy looking. Um but also sort of like weirdly Anubis Egyptian looking in its face. It was
1: it was, it was very regal. Yeah, like, super elegant. <laughs> The pointiness of the ears yeah but apparently on set the dog
0: was a stupid derpy idiot who could not follow the simplest tasks
1: <laughs> because that they
0: had makes... no training you know so they just kind of like they just kind of shot the scenes over and over again until the dog did what they wanted
1: <laughs> that dog deserves an oscar because i, couldn't yeah, I know, even right
0: tell. yeah yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you. And then the other thing that I thought was cool was that the guy who played um, Naru's brother, Tabe, his name is Dakota Beavers. Everybody has an awesome name in this, right? Yeah. Amber, yeah. Mid-Thunder, and Dakota Beavers. But um, Dakota was actually, like, working at, like a, like, a clothing store before he got
1: hired for this. And, he, and he, this was
0: his big break.
1: <laughs> and he's really good. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. It. He was great. I mean, it's... I guess we're we're just kind of on this wavelength where if you don't know anyone in the cast, you're like, this isn't going to be a good movie because there's no named, you know, person who's headlining it.
0: I sometimes like that better, you know, because I feel like I don't get distracted by them, you know, but it worked for this one. Oh, yeah, wholeheartedly. And, and I just love how they like threw French people at the grinder for like 45 minutes. Oh yeah.
1: And also I'm doing French classes, quote unquote classes in case I need to move to Canada at some point. This is and, really smart. This is yes. really smart. <laughs> so I was picking up some, you know, some of the French language oh, that's there. Great. Thanks to my Duolingo. Duolingo, you can also sponsor us, you cute little owl, you.
0: Yeah, please sponsor um, us,
1: somebody. Um, yes. So we'll talk about you <laughs> nonstop,
0: we promise. Um, we will. B- oh, totally fine with selling out. Just sponsor us. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that that's pretty good right there. I, I will admit that I speak a little tiny bit of Japanese, and I remember almost nothing from the six years of Spanish that we did.
1: Oh, I did more than that, and I don't remember any. I can read it. I can't speak it. Yeah, I can, under, I'm right I, can, there. I can understand it too. I can, but don't ask me to form a sentence. Nope. So uh, the thing I was gonna say about the other thing that was so good about Prey is is it was such a lean movie. Oh yeah, like, no filler, right? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. It was just like, and they were able to create a predator that was. It, looking at the details of it and if you pull up articles it's like yeah it's not as advanced
0: right as
1: the, you know so there was so much attention to detail that made the movie so good i also like how there was this insinuation that this was the first
0: predator who had arrived on earth because when it started killing animals it started with like a snake and it was like yes. huh, okay is this what's on this planet Oh, oh, wait, here's something slightly bigger. And then it went after a bear and I had to leave the room for 10 minutes for the whole bear scene. But other than that.
1: (laughs) No, and I did. I I thought that was it was so smart in its simplicity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And like weirdly historically accurate with like the French being there for the fur trade and – um, you know, clashing with the the Native Americans who are there who don't want them hunting everybody or everything that's on their land. And, um, you know, her not knowing how to use the gun, um, but being able to figure out how to use the gun because she was so smart. And then also being able to figure out how to use the Predators, its own weapons against it because she was just very intelligent and observant, you know. Mm-hmm. It was well done. I, I really enjoyed it. This is definitely the best Predator sequel that has been made.
1: Somewhere Danny Glover's crying. It's like, sorry. I'm sorry, Danny Glover. We know he listens, but. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh-huh. What else is he doing? Uh-uh. But yeah, no, I mean, I was just really surprised. And I remember talking to a couple people and they're like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I am. I'm like, watch it seriously like it's yeah you know, we like, had the same conversation because there were a bunch of people who
0: when we brought it up they started laughing and they're like you watch that i'm like dude what no it's really good and they're like yeah. ha 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 i'm like no 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 no. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> you're <laughs> like i'm
1: not being sarcastic in this one instance okay? yeah, i know there's no hashtag sarcasm here <laughs> like actually
0: go do watch the thing.
1: Yeah, go watch it you're not going to be disappointed and i haven't heard anyone come back and be like why did you make me watch that yeah not us nas- nas- neither Oh. So yeah. yeah. Right. Go watch it. Good Go times. It. Yeah. Alright,
0: so um, many of you may have noticed that our opening theme was slightly different because we're on a new set of 10 here. You know, episode 30, as you know, was our very special episode about the animations. And now that we're into 31, we get to change up a few little things. You always like to change the opening theme, you know, keep you guys on your toes. And we have a new kind of, I guess, permanent feature for the next nine or ten episodes-ish, yeah, um, yeah. but we're calling it The Little catch Ketchup, um, and The Little catch-up is basically just um, part of our little three where we get to tell you what we're doing right now at this very moment, and, uh, you know, just kind of, it goes, a lot of the stuff that we're doing here, it's almost like, uh, especially, you know, the way our schedules are, it takes a while for us to get around to this, but what is happening right now?
1: Right now. So right now. Well, I should say like two days ago. So I finished up uh, September was a busy month for me in the entertainment category because it was the first time I was really returning to going to see concerts. And for whatever reason, they were all in September. I've got nothing for the rest of the year, um, but I had the the good fortune of getting to see uh, My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. Uh, How was that one? So I am. How long not, did it
0: take for you to recover your hearing?
1: Oh, so, like, I felt like I was 90 years old. I was yep. like, wow, this is so loud. And I'm yep. like, is it loud because I haven't been to a concert in a while, or is it just loud? It's just, it's just loud. It's just loud. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, you went to see Lizzo, right? Was it as yes. loud? No. Oh, yeah.
1: No. I so so I, I'm realizing this now. So I know My Chemical Romance. Like I know some of their songs, their more popular songs. And I do have to say that the one element I enjoyed, going to a concert where you're a casual fan, and this is going to sound creepy, and I don't mean it to be creepy, seeing the joy that it brings to other people, the music, like watching people just having such a good time. And My Chemical Romance hadn't toured. It was a reunion show. So there was a lot of people, including myself, who were seeing them for the first time ever. Uh, and, so just really happy. Yeah, just really happy, like seeing people screaming and just like be like there's an experience when you get to see someone you love in concert. Mm-hmm. And I think after the past couple of years that we've had, it was nice to see that. And it was just such an accepting show as well like it was just everyone was come as you are it was just a really nice vibe um like I said not my particular brand of music but I keep an open mind but I also got to see um I got to see Stevie Nicks in concert for I don't know maybe the ninth or tenth time um So cool. Uh, And you would appreciate this. It was a very cool atmosphere because there was, it was an outdoor concert and there were thunderstorms that Mm. were in the forecast. So Stevie is very ethereal. um, And it was very cool to see kind of the lightning flashing while she's singing and you're hearing the rumble of thunder. And she's 74 years old she is still doing an amazing job. She said, I'm doing this because I want to, not because I have to. And I will continue to do this. She goes, they will be wheeling me out in a wheelchair with lace and leather. She goes, I just love doing this. So that was a, an amazing concert. Um, I also got to see Tina, the musical Tina Turner. It's a, This is
0: like a tribute musical, right?
1: Yeah, so it was on Broadway for probably like a year or two and now it's like the touring version of it is right. going out. So it is, it's like a tribute. It goes through it goes through her life, her career. Um she signed off on it, so you know, it's just something um that she's gone to see it a few times and enjoyed it. But it was just such a weird experience because you're sitting there watching it. And obviously it's common knowledge that, you know, Ike Turner beat Tina Turner. And so when he hits her on stage and the whole audience gasps, I'm like, they know what's like, you know, that's like normal, right? Like they knew that was going to happen. Like, why are we all gasping? Um, But my favorite part, obviously go see the, go see it. It's great. If you're a fan of Tina Turner, I brought someone who is not a fan of Tina Turner and He liked it. Um, But the best thing was, there's like, it's a small area. So you can only go to so many restaurants after. So we went out to eat and a member of the cast was having dinner because I'm old and I go to the matinee shows. (laughs) 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 He was, hey, plus they're
0: cheaper, you
1: know, cheaper and you get home in a decent time. Right. Um, This just sounds logical to me. Yeah, he was having dinner before the seven o'clock performance, but he approaches the table next to us. Cause he sees the playbill that's out. And he says to the people, what did you think of the show? And the woman goes, "Eh," and he's like, I'm in the show. And I was like, Mm-mm. that's why you always say you, d- I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, li- I'm not lying. I really did like it, but it's like, that guy's gonna remember that forever. Yeah, you know, Miss Susie from the suburbs thought it was an eh show. Um, yeah, I had a very
0: similar experience when I went to see the Lord of the Rings live in concert. And Mm -hmm. it was this thing they did in San Jose where they played. They never did it again. And I can only imagine it's because all of the musicians died of exhaustion after. But (laughs) they did this thing where they played all three Lord of the Rings movies. And then the orchestra played the soundtrack along with the movies. So it was like a live soundtrack. And they did two of them on a Saturday. And then you went to see the third one on Sunday. Right. So it was this whole weekend event. Right. So I went to a couple of them. Um, I went to, I think, one with Damien and two with Lydia. But when we went to go see the third one, the same thing happened to us. We went out to lunch, and some members of the orchestra were at the place where we were eating. And we got. And Lydia recognized them, God bless her, and we were talking to them about it. And um, there's this, I mean, I pretty much know the Lord of the Rings soundtrack by heart at this point. And there's this one part in the third movie where they light the beacons, right? And the music is just Unbelievably, like swelling and complicated and fast and difficult sounding when this scene happens, right? And we asked the musicians about this scene, and they said, "Well, that particular music is why we call this Lord of the Strings." <laughs> 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 and uh, he said, "Yes, it's just as difficult to play as you would think it would be." Um, so it was interesting to get to talk to them. But yeah, you 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 don't ever say meh, you know, like
1: you you be yeah. nice. Yes. Well, it's, well, and it's like, even if you think it's meh, like maybe you didn't like the person didn't write it, they're performing in it and they work their butt off. This is their career, you know? Yes, And it's just like, that's rude. But so that was my, that was my one story. And finally on Friday night to cap off my September of fun, I got to see Lizzo in concert. If Lizzo ever, comes around to you go see her it is such a good show did she play the crystal flute she did <laughs> she's like a, so she's a classically trained flautist um but the thing that i love is she's one of those people who you can tell that she's just so appreciative of the fans that she has cuz it's mm. taken her a while to get you know Traction, like the, the the song Truth Hurts came out in 2017. It didn't become a hit till 2020. Mm. So she is in that moment where she's just taking it all in. It's a high energy show when she plays the flute. She said, you know that James Madison is rolling in his grave because a black woman is playing <laughs> his flute. Well... Yeah, because good. Just, good. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, like you, you know, full circle yeah. in life. It should be hers reparations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, she's such a high energy. So she's so positive about love, like loving who you are
0: mm-hmm.
1: and loving yourself before you can love someone else. And she's so anyone who like does any type of body shaming to mm-hmm. her. She doesn't care because she's so body positive. And also I would like to see them run around for two and a half hours and knock it out of breath. Yeah. That's exactly. And play flutes. It mm-hmm. was just such a, it was such, she's like such a charismatic performer. I joke that she's added to my ro- rotation. Cause I did say that I saw Stevie Nicks nine or 10 times. Uh, Lizzo will be added to, to the list. Whenever she comes around, I'll be sure to see her.
0: Oh, so, that's nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what have you been doing? So um, I haven't been watching
0: as probably as much TV and I've definitely not been going out to concerts that much, but we have been doing a lot of gaming. Um, Game Pass has just always got stuff going on. And um, I did try Disney's version of Animal Crossing. It's called Disney Dreamlight Valley. And um, it's very similar to Animal Crossing, except all the animals are Disney characters. Who plays the actually, raccoon?
1: Who plays the raccoon?
0: Which one was the raccoon?
1: The guy who owns the oh
0: Nook. The Nook, no, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that would be Scrooge
0: McDuck. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, and he's evil. He's like corporate oh. horror, horror story. I mean, it's awful. So
1: it's he's playing Disney. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, actually. And he makes you work for him without really getting paid much. So, you know, it's, it's pretty accurate. Anyway, um, so, um, but the person that, like, guides you around and gets you started and gets you going is Merlin, which was cool because that's a character that I really like. Yeah. Um, but then I I, I kind of got, you know, I could recognize that there was a lot going on in this game. And it's actually really cool and it's really well made. The idea is you can set up your house. You can decorate your house. You can add floors to your house. Very similar to Animal Crossing. Lots of house decoration. A lot of the housing decoration is Disney-based. So you can decorate your house to look like, say, the castle from Beauty and the Beast. Or, you know, you can unlock all these different things to make your house look Disney. You can also dress yourself. And there's normal clothing. There's also Disney-based clothing. So I had Elsa's dress from Frozen. And then you can also decorate the town. So very similar to how you could you know, spice up the town in Animal Crossing. You could do that here, too. But then you could also get characters to come to the town. And the whole story was that these characters had, you know, their memories had been affected and they didn't remember each other and they didn't remember the town. And so you had to basically go out and find them and bring them back. And like the first one you go to is um, Ratatouille and you get to cook with Remy and then you can convince Remy to come back. But you literally go into all of the different worlds that are where these um, movies are based and they're going to keep adding them and adding them. Like they just added toy story and, and there looked like there was like the potential for 40 or 50 different doors that you could go through and like find characters and bring them out and expand the town and expand the town. So I feel like they've got a lot more content in here than animal crossing did. There's a lot more like goals that you could do, like little goals to bigger goals to bigger goals, kind of a thing. The only thing that, I mean, I'm not a huge Disney fan, so, you know, I was sort of not as excited to, like, spend time with Mickey and Goofy and, you know, certain Disney characters. I really didn't like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> but, um, so that was, like, the one thing I was like, I don't know how much further I'm going to go in this, because, like, the draw for me isn't to play with WALL-E and Belle and, you know, stuff like that. But if the draw to you is... I would like to play Animal Crossing while also having a Disney home, while also dressing like Disney characters, while also meeting Disney characters and talking to Disney characters and being friends with Disney characters and going fishing with Disney characters. If that is your draw, this is the freaking game for you because that is all that you do. So um, it is a well done game. I I would say in all sort of logical, objective features, it is better, better than Animal Crossing.
1: Ooh, okay I, I have Disney. not played animal crossing in a long time yeah um so if
0: you're if you're jonesing for an animal crossing like this is the one because it's definitely better than animal crossing it's just you gotta like Disney because you're just saturated with it
1: the the other thing i I think you had mentioned this, and this was in a conversation between us, not on the podcast. Didn't didn't you say there was going to be, like, a Mario Kart with Disney characters? Yeah, there is going to be a Mario Kart
0: with Disney characters, um, and there's also going to be a Pokemon Go with Marvel characters.
1: Oh. And it's
0: done by Niantic, the same com- company that did Pokemon Go, so... Um, yeah, they've got their fingers in a lot of video game aspects right now. Um, I know a lot of it's Marvel and some of it, um, we're really looking forward to. There's a, a card based, um, game called Marvel Midnight Suns. that's coming out soon. That looks really good. And then they're also doing a weird World War II game with Captain America and Black Panther. There's a bizarre kind of conglomeration game going on here that nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, but yeah, they got a lot of games coming out. So I I played that for a little while. And then I also played this game called Grounded, which is, if you remember the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, it's like playing that movie. You're a little kid who has been shrunk and you're in a backyard with ants and spiders and giant juice boxes and Legos and Game Boys and all kinds of different things. And you have to like craft and cut down blades of grass and find drinkable water and make little dealies for yourself to survive and fight off spiders with spears made of toothpicks and stuff. And, uh, some of it is super cute and just really fun. And then when the spiders show up, it's just abjectly terrible and horrible and horrifying. (laughs) Oh, the mosquitoes (laughs) are worse too. Oh my God. The mosquitoes are
1: horrible. Anyway, but it's a very fun game. Cause I was going to ask you, did you go to, Disney, like in the 90s. They had the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids exhibit. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I was going to add. And that was so much but It was literally just a playground. That's yeah, it all was, it was. giant stuff in it. Yeah, and I love that. So this game sounds really, really... Like, if you ever want to try it, um,
0: you know, it's four player. So you we could have three other people in there protecting you.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I need, yeah. you know? Um, but it's cool. I mean,
0: like you you um, have this little machine that analyzes stuff, and you, so you bring back little things that you find, and you analyze it in this machine, and then it will unlock new crafting recipes for you. And then you go and find all the stuff you need to craft stuff, and it's just this this loop. But then there's also the overarching story of there's this scientist that shrank you, and you don't know why, and you don't know what his goal was. You get the sense that something horrible happened to him or something went horribly wrong because you can't find him. But he's got these little labs all over the backyard. And so you'll keep finding little labs with little robots in them and, you know, things like that with little clues about what happened to him. And so there's definitely a story there. And um, it's a little bit mystery. And there's a day-night cycle. And believe me, the worst thing is getting attacked by a spider in the dark. Oh, my freaking God.
1: (laughs) I mean, just a regular-sized spider I get afraid of. So I can of imagine the level of detail yeah, that no, it's, goes into
0: this. The, it's so bad that the game actually has an arachnophobia mode where you can turn this arachnophobia mode on and it makes the spiders just look like amorphous blobs so they're slightly less scary and spidery because they know the spiders are really scary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was, um, that's was that been really fun. And then the other thing that we've been doing is... Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is kind of having a bit of a renaissance right now. They released um, a final patch for the game that basically has been the culmination of years and years and years of fixes for this game after their horrendous launch where, um, you know, I won't go into too much detail, but basically the upper echelon of management decided the game was done when the game was basically three years away from being done. And they released the game broken and unfinished. Um, And, you know, obviously it was eviscerated by reviewers and people alike because it just wasn't finished. And the devs were just heartbroken, you know, just absolutely heartbroken about this whole thing because they devoted years of their life to this only to have it just released unfinished and, you know, completely. I mean, it was just horrible. Like PlayStation pulled it from their store for a while, you know, so it just was bad for them. They spent years patching it to the point where they really wanted it to be. They just released their last patch. It is where they want it to be now. And then it coincided with the release of the Runner's anime on Netflix, which is we've not finished it, but is amazing. And I've heard great things about the story and the ending and that it's an amazing anime and that people watching the anime will go back and play the game to the point where Cyberpunk actually hit a million concurrent players for the first time. And this was years after its release, you know, because they they finally, like, got it to the point where it needed to be. So I'm playing it now, and I already have 49 hours on record. <laughs> I
1: just wanted to check oh. my playtime. Well, um, I was going to say, you know me. I'm not a gamer or anything, but I even know. <laughs> <of this game. laughs> but, yes. Yeah. In the, the trail of tears, one could say, that's like, followed. Yeah. I mean, I was like um,
0: watching an interview with a dev where um, somebody was asking him about the million concurrent player count on Steam since Edgerunners came out on Netflix. And he started tearing up talking about it, you know, and just basically being like, I'm so happy that this game is finally getting its its time in the sun because it was just really horrible what happened to us and you know that we kind of got dragged down with it even though it was not our decision to release the game, you know. So, um so I've been playing that and it's it's really good and it's got Keanu Reeves in it and he plays an absolute a-hole. What? <laughs> I no. know it's so shocking to see Keanu Reeves be a super jerk, but um but he's very sexy so it's a good time. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, he's, he's America's boyfriend. He's so He is sweet. America's
0: boyfriend, except in this game where he is a complete, wow, he's horrible <laughs> and super mean. But anyway, it's a fun game. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Everything except for the driving. Cause I just crash everywhere and hit people. It's bad.
1: I was going to say, and to note that's just in the game.
0: Yeah. Just in the game.
1: Uh, don't take it out of context. Yeah. It's bad.
0: I can't I can't drive
1: in video games well, but I never could drive. Like I don't understand. This is it. why I don't play Mario Kart. Is I know I'm bad at driving games. <laughs> My problem is like I'll focus on where I am, and then I'll glance over at someone else's screen, and I get thrown off because I'm like, where are they? Are they that Whoa. close to me?
0: Mm-hmm. So. Mhm. Yeah. Well. Nice. Okay. So are we ready? Like an hour in to move on
1: to our big three? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think actually the the big three is probably gonna be kind of fast. Yeah. Except for my part. Um but yeah,
0: let's start with the gray man. Um, you know, I know that you you liked the gray man. You thought it was perfectly serviceable. Normally I would say we probably wouldn't bring up a movie like this because it's just kind of this this like generic action movie but the thing is the names that are sort of tied to this thing ryan gosling and chris evans and anna de armas and the russos you know doing the screenplay and the direction of it and the fact that it was the most expensive movie that netflix has made to date i believe it had a lot of money and names and stuff tied to it and then what you ended up with was a generic action movie, I, I think.
1: Well, well, there's going to be
0: a sequel to
1: it. Well, generic <laughs> action
0: movie sequel. They're all, like, is Wait, 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 wait. Is the sequel going to be called The
1: Grayer Man? I hope so. And then the third one's The Grayest Man? Yes! <laughs> I mean... So I I know that it is based on a series of novels. So there was some sort of source material. I will agree that just the technical aspects of it were not great. I'm not a huge fan. Um, You know, it's just. Of the big drone shots. I feel like every movie. There were was, a lot of drone shots. In a this. lot. A lot. And like normally I don't notice, but there were so many that it registered. Yeah,
0: I would agree with, with you. Like, it, it, it's one of those things that's a little bit like third wall breaking, you know, because after the first couple, wait, fourth wall, sorry. After the first couple, you're like, don't Did, we just have the, a shot that looked like, like, is this like a whole movie shot with drones and iPhones? What's happening here?
1: Yeah, and that's and the other thing I don't like is, and I, I think this is an issue with a lot of these globe trotting movies is it's like, you know where you are because we're gonna put it in big block letters. Yes, <laughs> <Berlin>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that being said, I'll, I'll throw out one more issue. The so the Russo brothers have made a handful of films. And they're all like I'm not like all the the Marvel properties that they're doing were great. But I think sometimes Netflix like is like the crazy aunt that doesn't check in on what you're doing. Oh. With the movie. <laughs> like they're like, you just go do it, we're sure it's gonna be great. So I So just you feel think like-,
0: like the Marvel stuff ended up being better because they had a little bit more guidance and restrictions and like, you know, maybe a yeah. rubric or something?
1: like something that there was some sort of oversight that this all kind of came together. And that's why the movies, you know, there, there had to be some sort of like continuity because there were going to be uh, repercussions for later things. But with this, I feel like Netflix was just like pushing a bag of money across the table and yeah. they just did whatever they wanted. Now, Would I have seen this? It was in the movie theater, I think, for a week before it went on Netflix. I probably would not have gone to the movies to see this. Unless it was, like, a sweltering 100-degree day and you're just like, let's just go to see what's played. Like, we'll watch anything. Mm -hmm. Watching it on Netflix lowers my expectations, though. Yeah. Okay. I see that. And I love Chris Evans. He can rock a pair of pants like nobody's business. Ryan Gosling, I love That's America's
0: him. butt right there. That's
1: right there. <laughs> and, you know, I, he enjoys playing the villain. You can see that. I love it. He was having a good time with it. Ryan Gosling is just Ryan Gosling. Like he always plays these very pensive sort of, you know, I, men of little words.
0: And this was, like, sort of the main issue I had with this movie, other than all the plot holes, but that, <laughs> um, that um like, Ryan Gosling was, like, the good guy with no faults, and Chris Evans was the bad guy with no redeeming qualities. And they were very, both of them, very one-note, just like, oh, Chris Evans is a real bad guy. How can we establish that? Oh, well, we'll just make the first shot we see of him torturing someone. You know, like... Yeah. Thanks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't have done that more subtly or with more class or, I don't know, writing. Like, it just felt to me like it was very much like, Ryan Gosling's the good guy. How can we establish that? Well, we'll show him going out of his way to save people immediately, you know, or we'll show him bonding with this child and then going out of his way to, like, do everything to save this child. I don't know. Like, it just, it had very little it was very it was kind of like just these big one-note tropey characters with not a lot of like detail and stuff going on with them
1: see and i can see why you would be disappointed in it cuz like you were saying the caliber of actors that are in it but i'm really I don't to think, think they th- had a lot to work with you know yeah but and uh, maybe yeah it could be i don't know if it's a script problem Yeah, I don't know either. I'm really unsure here. But it was, like, the most random people in the movie. It's like, here's Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Yeah. Here's Elfrey Woodard. What is she doing here? Like, it's just, like, they And it's like, how many times can people blow themselves up?
0: Um, Yeah, like, how many times did it happen in this movie where somebody was, like, you go, I'll stay behind and set off the grenade. You go, <laughs> I'll stay
1: behind and set off the grenade. Like didn't we just do that? Like yeah. And the the like I said, I enjoyed it for what it was. Like you said perfectly serviceable. I wouldn't be in any rush to watch it on Netflix, but you know, just if it's, you know, if there's nothing else on and you're was, looking for an action
0: movie, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was it was decently crafted. I also really don't like the trope of the two guys have to duke
1: it out at the end and beat each other up and like I, I was like oh god are we really doing this like well we didn't watch this together but I was like take your shirts off like <laughs> <laughs> okay that might have made it better. yeah that's right like it's like take, come on Let's take them off um the other comment I had about this is it's the only movie I've seen that where they like went out of their way to make anna de Armas not look attractive i feel like <laughs> like she
0: couldn't take away from the dudes
1: yeah it's like no 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 we're gonna make you wear a pantsuit it's gonna be a stylish pantsuit though and yeah. then we're just gonna give you kind of like choppy bangs yeah yeah. Um, you know you're she's still beautiful but i'm just like they're really not giving her anything to work with uh, they had
0: to make her look like she could actually work for the cia or whatever it was you know
1: You know, I work for the government, and nobody in that building looks like any of these people. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm just just saying.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough.
1: All right. I'm not happy No, watch the gray man if you're bored. I'd be going into the office a lot more if they did. I know, right? (laughs) I'd be
0: going to your office,
1: too. Yeah, I'd be like, Jamie, come in. Get me a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. So, yeah, you have that. Um. Now, let's move on to something a little more meaty. Although, I will admit that uh, Tom Sturridge himself has no meat on him. But other than that. He's so thin. He is skinny as all heckin'. But the Sandman itself was a, a really, really surprising, well-done series for me. Um. And I so, was going
1: to ask you that because I think we could provide a good point, counterpoint to this. Yeah, okay. You've, re- you've read. I've read it, yeah. Yes. So um, I, I read all the graphic
0: novels a few years back. I actually borrowed them from Lydia. Hi, Lydia. And, um,
1: Hi, Lydia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so I remembered the story decently well. Um, I will say that they followed it really well. Um, now, they made some changes along the way. Uh, I would say that the changes that they made were actually pretty welcome changes. Um and they were minor. Um they were mostly things that um Neil Gaiman himself had said, I I want to change some of this stuff because I, I I've grown as a person and I don't think we need to say show a rape so that to insinuate that a rape happened, you can you can do that more tastefully. I don't think we need to show it looking at Um, you blonde playing on netflix right now right right?
1: which Um, i haven't i have not watched that because of that very reason
0: yeah i've heard horrible
1: things too but
0: Mm -hmm. um and and we can we can kind of change our female characters a little bit and make them say stronger and uh a little bit you know just more realistic we can make lucifer a woman and that would be cool and different and interesting and like he's He's made some, you know, various changes here and there. And these were all kind of driven by Gaiman himself, who was, um, you know, helped create the show and actually sat in on all the interviews when they um, interviewed people to play um, the Sandman. Um, They he helped pick out Tom Sturridge, which I think was a perfect casting choice, like absolutely just perfect.
1: Now, is um, it true that there was another gender swap with Constantine?
0: Yes, that okay. is true.
1: Do you um did you ever see the
0: the guy who played Constantine and some of the older like there's a blonde guy. Was he in the Keanu? No, that was Keanu Reeves played Constantine. Yeah, Con- that's, a,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Like I remember it being Keanu Reeves, and I yeah, was like, yeah, there I was some. If it's there the was a blonde
0: thing. guy who played him in. I want to say like Gotham or some of like the older DC properties that were on, maybe like what's like CW and stuff. Okay. He looked like that in the, um, in the comics, like a blonde dude. I had no problem with this gender swap. Um, I don't think it really affected anything at all, especially since that scene was so spot on to the rest of the novels was like the, the whole, you know, wedding thing. That was like, mm-hmm. it was, that was perfectly done. Like it didn't, didn't even make a difference that it was a woman, you know? Um, so yeah, totally fine with that. Um, to me I, I absolutely think that this entire show was casted perfectly other than Patton Oswald this was the only person that stuck out for me and even though he basically played a bird the whole time it just just it just was like look it's Patton Oswald not I just couldn't get over that you know what
1: I mean but no because he has a very distinct you know distinguished voice yeah and he's known more or less for comedy yeah so that one just felt like a miscast and it wasn't like he was bad or anything it
0: just for me it's stuck out like his tone yeah right, uh-huh. okay yeah yeah um but everybody else was so freaking amazing like um they had um Stephen Fry actually called Guyman and wanted to come in and play Fiddler's Green and was like I want to do this oh. and they were like they were like yeah yeah, come on in and do it. And the guy they had playing the Corinthian, holy crap, that guy was
1: amazing. He was so good as the Corinthian. So he, he's in Nar- he was in Narcos, the first season of Narcos. Oh. And he was really good in that. And I sadly know him because he was Elizabeth Olsen's first husband. Oh. So that's why I recognized him. But not knowing anything. About that character, he was terrified.
0: Yes, and he is supposed to be like yes. be, he is a he's one of like the main nightmares in you know dreams realm. Um, so you know I I was enamored with this. The only thing that I didn't like, and this was just me personally, is I could not I refused to watch the Dream of a Thousand Cats because I know that there's cats that get killed in that. Because I was traumatized by it when I read it, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna watch this. And you
1: told me not to watch it, and I was like, I bet you know, because Jamie has cats, like, yeah, he's sensitive. I watched it. I was like, are you serious? Yes, it's awful. It's It's awful. Horrible. And the fact that it was animated doesn't make it better. Nope. So, so I'm sorry. No, that's my rant because I was just thinking like, oh, maybe it's just that. And I kind of put it on and because that was like a bonus. Yeah. Uh, the
0: one for. after that was really good. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I skip right through the cast. I was just like, I'm not I'm not going to put myself through this. But, you know, you had never read it. So I'm just curious what you thought, because I enjoyed this from start to finish. I just thought it was so well done. I would have called this when I had read it. I would have called it unfilmable. And not only did they do it, but they did an amazing job. And there were parts that were shot for shot from the comic. Like, I will say, my favorite episode was the one that featured in the beginning, um, him with his sister, Death, mm-hmm. who was our lady from The Good Place. That was an amazing episode. Right. And then the second half of that episode was the one about um, the guy who goes through time. Yes. So I... Um, I loved that whole episode. And not only that, it was identical to the original novels, right down to the dialogue and the the shots that they shot even mirrored the comic book panels. So I was just enamored with that whole episode. Um, but what did you think as someone who had not read it? Were you able to kind of like
1: follow along? Was it confusing? I I will say I have a horrible habit of watching TV and playing with my phone. And watching the first five minutes of this, I put my phone down because there was a lot of world building.
0: There's a lot going on.
1: Yes. That I needed to pay attention to. And that's so like what I had known about the Sandman was that it's been sort of trapped in development For years and years and years, and I had read at one point Michael Jackson wanted to play Dream, like this is how. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had the rights to it for a while, and he was gonna star, and he let the rights go. So I'm just like, this is this is a a lot, and you get worried with certain properties where there's just it's nothing just happens with it. But I got into it, surprisingly, like I didn't expect to because you know, there are a lot of things that are on Netflix that are number one, that you're like, I just don't get it. And not knowing <laughs> anything about this. I love the show. I love the character development. I love the callbacks to previous yeah. things that you'd watch if felt like a lot of payoff. Yeah. My, my only, and this is just me being super nitpicky, is I felt like they could have split the season. Yeah, I think that they could have done that too.
0: Um, I feel like Gaiman was not sure if they were going to get a second season or not. So he wanted uh, to get a lot of fan favorite stuff worked in, and just in case they didn't. He wanted to get through the serial convention, you know. Um, And he wanted to do the scene in the diner, which when you were reading it, that was tense as all heck, and then to see it, I was just like, oh my God, you know, like just the way that they filmed that was unbelievably good
1: that I mean there felt like and this is good, it felt like there was like a tonal shift mm-hmm. in it, so you kind of got like dream getting back, getting out, being released, and then you had these great episodes like the diner, yeah where it, like you knew what was going to happen. I did, and I was that same tension just sitting there the entire time, like, oh wow, okay.
0: And Man, then you didn't. I bet you didn't realize it was gonna go as bad as it did. No, yeah. no.
1: And then I also, um, for the Ted Lasso fans out there, Doctor Sharon was the one who was driving. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and what's terrifying. interesting is he he gives her the artifact,
0: yes. and you like you like never never hear from it again. It's just out there somewhere you know what i mean
1: and she like that was so tense as well
0: yeah they did a really good job with that scene
1: they did like so that's why and then you get you know to the to the death episode and then you shift and i'm not saying it's bad i was just like okay this is what we're doing Mm because you're just you're like what are the next couple episodes going to be about because it didn't did kind of feel like a conclusion yeah and there's a lot of self-contained stories that just Mm kind of
0: happen and then it moves on and I really appreciate that I feel like more than not stuff gets drawn out these days in entertainment rather than just tell the story and move on and tell a different story and then move on and tell a different story and I I really appreciated getting all those little vignettes and then everything wrapped up and then you had the Rose Walker story and you know I, you know, and there's stuff that will come back, like if we get another season, the Lucifer is not happy. And so that's going to yes. be a thing. And then you know that his family, you know, kind of has it out for him, at least Desire does. Um. So that's also a big thing. But like some of the stuff just never really comes back, you know, it's just, that was a story. And now it's, it's done, you know, and, and, and I, I kind of
1: appreciated
0: that the way that they maintained that as well.
1: And once again, I mean, I know Tom Surge has been in stuff, um, Gwendolyn Christie's been in stuff, but it was kind of an unknown aspect of it that I thought the cast was, I mean, I, I'm thinking of Desire. Yes. Like a um, total scene stealer
0: for mm-hmm. only
1: being in like two or three scenes mm-hmm. for the entire season. And it's like, I want to see more. Oh yeah, you definitely will. And
0: like, I mean, I I feel like there were a lot of people who were kind of like that. I mean, I felt like um, Stephen Fry did an amazing yes. job for just being in those couple of episodes. And the woman who played, um, gosh, his first wife, she was um, the muse. God, I can't remember her name now. Oh. Um, she was really, really good. And I felt like she was a real esteem stealer, stealer just for being in that that um Calliope, just for being in that one episode. Um I, I don't know, she was really good. And then um the girl that he had um with him, Lucien, she was great too. And just like she had such a way about her because like let's face it, dream's kind of a jerk. He's not really a good person at first. He's gotta kinda no, get he's, there.
1: He's growing into yeah. it. You yeah, know Yeah, he
0: gets there slowly. Yeah. Um, but she's really the one who just steps up and is like, stop being a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: like, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it.
0: I'm not afraid of you. Stop it. You know, and he really needs that sometimes. So um and I feel like they did a really good job with that. And you know, you do see him have those moments of growth. Where like he releases the nightmare um so that she can become a dream and makes her into like this lovely butterfly. And then he also gives the um Cain and Abel back an egg so that they can raise a new gargoyle and you know, like That he, was the saddest
1: part. I know. <laughs> I was just like, No but is there no, is there a way for oh Yeah. So attached.
0: I know so so attached so fast right
1: I, yeah i know that's I, I mean it's maybe that's something about my personality i'm sure that we could dissect that i was well just i'm like, sure it had a very hard to train
0: to. your dragon quality to yeah, it so this is so yeah. cute but yeah i'm actually really happy that you liked it we haven't had a chance to talk about this so um you know i'm happy that you enjoyed it because i i just thought the the final outcome was just so well done considering all the problems they ran into
1: yeah. And th- and that's the other thing when you adapt something that people love so much. It's like, how do you, and we've talked about this before, like the balance of having someone like me who has no clue what it is that you're trying to accomplish. But so you're creating fans, but you're also providing fan service to the people who have been with you since the beginning.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly.
1: So I'm looking forward. I don't know if it's been renewed for season two.
0: I haven't heard anything about that. It's really frustrating because there are more novels. So, you know, we could definitely probably get, I think, maybe two more seasons and I'd love to see them. So let's hope we hear some news about that soon.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Well, are you ready for your lesson?
1: I am ready for my lesson.
0: (laughs) Okay, I will try to keep this as non-spoilery as i can but okay. i will admit it's going to be kind of
1: hard to not give up some stuff you also have to remember that i don't remember anything <laughs> like it's like whoop. and i will admit like i feel like if you know
0: some of this stuff it's actually going to make watching the rings of power probably a bit more enjoyable but okay so here we go Why do I love the Rings of Power so much? Okay, so the Rings of Power is set roughly 3,000 years before the events of um, the Lord of the Rings. And the rings have not even been crafted yet. And this is going to be the story of Sauron's, you know, sort of first rise, well, second rise to power, if you will. Um, When he, he kind of takes a more mysterious and sinister approach to his rise to power. And he's going to convince the elves to craft a whole bunch of rings. And his he's actually going to imbue into these rings different powers and different abilities, many of which are actually quite nice and quite beneficial. And then on his own, he is going to go to the fires of Mount Doom and craft the one ring, which Let controls all, all the other rings. Yes. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, yes. And um what you're going to see is that this one ring has very little effect, not a lot of effect on the elves. And that's part of the reason why the elves only get three rings from Sauron. It's more of like a token, like, oh, here are these lovely rings for you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go give seven to the dwarves and nine to the men, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's the seven to the dwarves, nine to the men where we have to be cautious because many of the uh, sort of, Horrible things that you see um, in the Hobbit movies are due to the consequences of what those seven rings did to the dwarves back in the Rings of Power. Um, And they got incredibly greedy and basically, you know, went crazy nuts with hoarding their wealth and hoarding their gold. And that's what attracted the dragons. So um, the rings really had a very poor effect on the dwarves. Now on the men, freaking forget it. Ringwraiths. You know those uh, crazy creatures that chase Frodo throughout all three Lord of the Rings movies? Yes! Those used to be people, and you're going to meet those people in the Rings of oh. Power. You're going to see them get rings, and you're going to see them...
1: Transform? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, part of, like, what's so amazing about watching this show is trying to figure out who's going to end up where and what's going to happen with you know, like, who 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 are the nine men who are going to get these rings? Who are they? We don't know. So, you know, um, what you're dealing with in the first season, the rings haven't even been crafted yet. And so what you have is basically you have Galadriel. Now, Galadriel, we know in Lord of the Rings, she still had her ring. She showed it to Frodo. Um, and in this, she is a, a younger elf. She is a com- commander in the elven army. She's already Thousands of years old, um and she's going to be additional three thousand years old by the time she gets to the Lord of the Rings. She's actually older than the King of the Elves that you see in this, and so one of the first tensions that you come across in the Rings of Power is Galadriel kind of defying the King. And part of the reason why she does that is because she's older than him, and she's like, whatever, I don't have to follow your orders, you know. So <laughs> she's she's kind of a jerk in this. Um, but she's obsessed with taking out Sauron to the point where she's not a very likable person. Like, she's obsessed. So you're going to see some other characters here you're going to recognize. If you remember Elrond, he was um, king of the elves in um, Lord of the Rings. Um, you're going to see him, um, and you're going to see um, the Numenorians. The Numenorians were um, Aragorn's ancestors. You'll actually see Numenor oh, okay. and um, Numenor was founded by um, um, Elrond's brother. And what happened was Elrond and his brother were actually part elf and part human, and they were given a choice. You can either live as an elf and become elf or you can live as a human and become human. And Elrond chose to become elf and his brother chose to become human. He founded oh, Numenor. Oh. Yeah. And so all the Numenorians are actually descendant from elves, but uh, they don't look like elves but they do have some of that lifespan stuff, which is why Aragorn in Lord of the Rings was 87 years old. So, um, and he still looked good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He looks better than everyone. Oh, he
0: does. Anyway, so you'll also see some hobbits, but these are hobbits before hobbits were hobbits and they're called Harfeet. And the Harfeet were when hobbits were not settled down into the Shire they were actually a nomad kind of clan. And so they have their little carts and they basically travel from place to place doing their little nomad stuff. It's actually a pretty brutal culture. If you like, can't keep up with the tribe, you're just basically left behind to die. Like <laughs> they, they are, Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind, of, kind of brutal. Um, And one of the big mysteries in the Rings of Power is this guy who comes falling out of the sky like a meteor, and he hits the ground, and the Harfeet kind of take him in. Uh, Now, not everybody is interested in it, but um, a couple of the little Harfeet um, are sort of wanting to help him out, specifically one named Nori, and she's very cute, and um, we, I, are pretty convinced that this person is Gandalf. Um, It has not been confirmed by the show, so this will be my theory. When you see the dude coming out of the sky who lives with the Harfeet, some people think that's actually Sauron. Pretty sure it's not Sauron. I'm pretty sure that's Gandalf. You're putting
1: it down right now. I'm putting it
0: down right now. Um, both Gandalf and Sauron here are kind of like half gods. They're they're Maiar um, in the in the show, which were made by the gods of the Lord of the Rings, which are the Valar. And so they could you know live for thousands of years and survive things like being hucked at the Earth like a meteor. Um, we're not really sure what's going on with, with, I'll just call him Gandalf now for sake of argument here. So I don't have to keep calling him the stranger, which is (laughs) all the way just call him. Like nobody knows who he is. So we'll just say it's Gandalf. But, um, part of the reason why I think it's Gandalf is we see Gandalf in Lord of the Rings hanging with hobbits and they, and everybody says he has an affinity for hobbits, right? He loves Uh... the little hobbit people. I think it's because hobbit ancestors saved him when he got his butt kicked by Sauron and was thrown to the earth like a meteor. And he was all concussed um, and, you know, had to be taken care of. Plus he doesn't seem to speak common. So this might be his first time on middle earth. um, And uh, he's trying to learn the language and everything. And the, and the little heart are taking care of him. And I think this affinity is going to live on and why he's going to be in the Shire in the Lord of the Rings. So that's my reasoning. So when you see the stranger, I'm pretty sure that that is um, Gandalf. So you'll also see that they discover Mithril in this. Um, so it's the beginning of Mithril. And this is what, um, you know, the dwarves are going to mine um, excessively in um, Khazad-dûm. And they're eventually going to unearth the Balrog, which is what you see in the first Lord of the Rings. When the Fellowship goes through the mines of Moria and Gandalf says, you shall not pass.
1: Yeah, That giant
0: fire creature probably going to see them dig that up in this show <laughs> hasn't happened yet but i'm pretty sure we're going to dig up a balrog because the dwarves that you see in this show are um ancestors of the dwarves that you see in in um, the hobbits uh, movies and um the uh they're the they're in casa doom right now living and it's very lovely in there and it doesn't look like it's been destroyed by a balrog so <laughs> they're gonna dig him up soon i think <laughs> Um, so what else can I tell you that might help? Um, you will see Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor is the elf who makes the rings. He was duped by Sauron into making the rings. So, um, nobody knows where Sauron is right now in the show. And it's like a big discussion when you read the weekly reviews, like who's Sauron, who's Sauron. My, my thought is you will see Sauron reveal himself in the last episode of season one. But in theory, if they're following the source material, he should look like a very attractive, lovely, non-suspicious elf. Because the whole thing is that Sauron shows up and he's going to befriend Calabrimbor and basically dupe him into making the rings. So um, there's been been this real kind of crazy looking Half orky, half elk elf guy named Adar. That everybody is kind of like, who's this guy? Is this Sauron or whatever? Adar is definitely not Sauron. Um, Adar means father and elven, and he's this weird, corrupted elf um, who is taking care of the orcs in this show. The orcs look amazing. They are the best. Po- oh my god,
1: they're so freaking creepy, Lin. They are so. I was gonna good. say because they're so creepy. When oh, I watched them the, what the was it was they 20, Twenty years ago, they would creep
0: me out. I know, like the and it's all practical effects, right? It's all practical. They're all these people in makeup and like black, gooey chocolate blood coming out of their mouths and everything. And it's so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um I don't know. I, I wanna keep going, but I don't wanna like ruin it for you. But um you're going to see the Numenorians, which again, that's Aragorn's ancestors. You're going to see them come to Middle-earth. or Galadriel is going to convince them to come over and fight against um, the orcs. Now, who you're going to see on that ship is you will see Isildur. Now, Isildur is um, Aragorn's direct ancestor. And in fact, in Lord of the Rings, he is often called Isildur's heir. Um, you also see Isildur's father. Now Isildur's father is the founder of Gondor. So you should see, and this hasn't happened yet, in some point, a bunch of the Numenorians either decide to stay in Middle Earth or they get trapped in Middle Earth or something happens and they're all going to stay and they found Gondor, which is the White City in Lord of the Rings where um, uh, in the Fellowship, that's where like Gandalf and them end up and they have that big war at the end. Um, I'm wondering how I can strike your memory here. Uh, The guy from Fringe does the weird eating scene where he. yeah, yeah, that city. (laughs) 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 And they light the beacons and then all the horse lords come to help and everything. But um, that's the white city of Gondor. That's like the capital city for men. Um, And you should see that get founded by Isildur's father. He will become the first king of Gondor. Isildur will also be king of Gondor. And then Isildur will eventually come into possession of the One Ring. And that should be how this series basically ends. Because what ends up happening is Isildur is the one who defeats um, Sauron. And you see it in the very beginning of the Lord of the Rings, they do a flashback and they say, Isildur took up his father's sword and he slices the fingers off Sauron and the one ring goes flying off and then he picks it up. And then uh, Elrond is like, cast it into the fires, you've got to destroy the ring. And Isildur's like, "Mm, I don't think so. And he puts it on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. nobody so um that should in theory be how this whole series ends is there should be a giant war against Sauron is Sildor will have his the moment in the sun where he cuts the fingers off and takes the ring and then Elrond's gonna be like no you must destroy it and he's gonna be like mm. nah <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we end up you know three thousand years later with some serious problems <laughs> You're like, that's all. That's, that's all. all. No biggie. Um, there's been a bunch of little things that I've noticed. Um, I noticed that the wargs in this are very small, and I think they just haven't been bred to be super huge yet. Like you see uh, the uh, the wargs in Lord of the Rings are those big nasty dogs that they ride, right? Those big wolf dogs. Those are wargs. They're pretty small in this. And I kept I was like, huh, selective breeding hasn't quite gotten them there yet. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> 3,000 years to get those big ones, don't we?
1: They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure out the right combo. And then last but not least,
0: and this is getting a little bit into spoiler territory, but I think it will help you. A lot of what's going to take place in um, this first season is going to take place in a place called the Southlands. Now, if you think back, I know you've not seen Lord of the Rings 16 times like I have. But if you think back, do you remember anyone at all ever mentioning the Southlands in all three of those Lord of the Rings movies? no
1: say no no i was gonna say
0: no 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 nobody ever said the southlands ever in lord of the rings do you want to know why why because by the time we got to the lord of the rings the southlands was called mordor
1: oh i think we're gonna say it's destroyed uh yeah well yes but (laughs) but 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 it's also mordor so
0: um, that's where Mount Doom is. And that is all I will say about that. Oh. So all these poor human people who are trying to protect the Southlands and save the Southlands. And this is our home. And guys, you should just get You're out. You're like
1: just, like, just leave now. <laughs> just
0: bail, people, because it's not going to end well for you.
1: It is a
0: lost
1: cause. Uh-huh.
0: So um, yeah, I think this I think this show is amazing. It's really designed for nerds like me who just know all this backstory and can be like, ooh ooh, that's a sildo right? You know, who can just be like, you know you know, doing all this crazy stuff and trying to figure out who these rings are going to go to and waiting for Sauron to show up. And is that Gandalf or is that Radagast? Which wizard is this? You know, like uh, all those like fun questions, like it's just really kind of made for me. And I'm I'm absolutely adoring it. I do kind of wish that Amazon had released the whole series at once, because what you're ending up with with these um, one episode at a time things is people are very nitpicky about it and they're doing these reviews that are like one episode at a time. Right. And so they have all of these complaints, and I think most of them are just bollocks. But um, if they had watched the whole season at once, you know, and you get a little bit of an arc going, I think there would have been fewer complaints. But the other thing is, like, look, you know, everybody complains about Galadriel, and she's very unlikable, and she's, you know, cold and harsh and whatever else. And I'm like, look, nobody likes Zuko in the first season of Avatar, okay? So uh, just give her some time, my peeps, good, you know? like
1: Good good point on that one. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um you you got a five season arc planned here and we know she lives, right? <laughs> this true. is the problem with prequels. I already know everybody who's going to live and who's going to die almost basically mostly. So <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you got to give it a little bit of time. Do you have any questions?
1: I mean, Here's the thing. Am okay. I going to be able to understand this when I tune in? Yes, because you're going to call okay. me after. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what I have <laughs> like, It's like, am I going to understand this?
0: I will say there's some of it that you won't catch, but you won't even know you're not catching it. Okay. And the stuff that you're not sure of, I will fill in for you. Um, There's been a few times where I have been like, I only know that because I know that. So there's definitely going to be that moment, I'm pretty sure. But I honestly think that it's still worth watching for the freaking amount of money that they've thrown into it mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. The the costumes in this show are unbelievable. Like, I would give my left leg to go rooting around in that costume. <laughs> They're so nice. And, like, every shot is like, wow, how many millions did this cost? How many millions did this cost? <laughs> it's like the whole show just screams, like, money and crafting and and lens flares and lighting and costuming and makeup it's unbelievably well made so and there are um people of different races for the first time
1: we have black elves and stuff and black dwarves it's great and once again because people are horrible i did read about oh i know yeah the controversy it's like what it's a black elf get over yourselves, people. I mean, and
0: seriously, he's so good. And he has a cool name, Aaron Deer. But he's so cool. And he's, like, got some of the best fight scenes in the whole thing. And he's in love with the
1: human, and it's adorable. But it's uh, he's great. Just... Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. We're going to talk about um, House of Dragon. It's the same thing. People are upset that there's a black character. Dude, just... Just, 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 go do something else. For the love of God, please. Exactly. Like, I, I don't understand people. They're the worst. Mhm, mhm.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I think like Aaron Deere is probably one of the best characters in this. You know, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of the elf and human stuff, like they don't get along. You know, the humans. During the first war with Sauron, the humans, you know, they they got kind of like corrupted and they sided with Morgoth who was Sauron's, you know, leader at that point. And he was like, a, he's like a god. And the humans all got corrupted and they all sided with Morgoth and the elves had to come in and like kill both human and orc and everybody else and basically quell this uprising. And they left a bunch of elves in Middle-earth just to like babysit the people, you know, because they were afraid that they were going to side with sauron or or go evil again you know and then you got this one elf who's like i'm gonna stay and fight with these people like they're just gonna get slaughtered if somebody doesn't help them and i'm gonna stay and fight with them i don't care what you have to say i love my little human girlfriend who looks like sarah brightman so
1: (laughs) he's a good character he's good
0: any other questions
1: no, I mean, I'm going to get into this. I just like there's a
0: lot of really good-looking men. Like just Oh, well, you should have led with that. I'm sorry. Can we start over?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I am going to lead with a man named Charlie Vickers and another named Lloyd Owen. They play Halbrand and Captain Ellendil. Just Whoa. go.
1: <laughs> I was going to say cuz the name Lloyd is not a very sexy name as an actor, but I'm guessing they're
0: page.
1: All right, well, we'll we'll check it out. But yeah, I just haven't had a lot of time to sit and watch stuff, especially, you know, for me, I get very uh, intimidated by like an hour and twenty-minute runtime when it's like, you know, I can understand that. Like, like now, o'clock right now, like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't start something like that this late. And I've also uh, had a lot of library books come through and I like to read I do Mm -hmm. but there's a difference between reading a book a week and having to read a book a week because you have another book that's come through and after that another book comes through Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, it's too much so I
0: just sent you two pictures I'm just saying
1: (laughs) pulling it up Mm -hmm. on the old smartphone here
0: I'm gonna win you over right now
1: all right, let's see. <laughs> and, uh, my thumbs. <laughs> you would, and I like I go to the wrong area to pull it up. Let's see. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that mm-hmm. beard. Mhm. 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 Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. Okay. I'm I'm right. I'm in. I'm okay. in. I'm in.
0: Good. All right. I'm glad we settled
1: this. <laughs> All right.
0: Anyway, I, I would love to come and do this again sort of after you've seen it. Maybe after yeah. season one is done. You've watched the whole thing. I can answer the questions and scream about who Sauron is and stuff, you know, because I'm sure I we'll get it by the end of season one. Sound good?
1: I think I think we should. We need a follow up. Yeah. So we can. Uh, Especially really since, since I just us. enjoy this so much. <laughs> I know. And you have way much more that you want to talk about, but. Stupid me over here hasn't watched any of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll we'll recap in a few weeks. All right. So let's move on to our three questions to ponder. And um, we brought this one up because I know you and I, um, we're we're very anti-trope and we've even talked about tropes we hate today. And it's yes. just, you know, we, we're very anti-trope. But um, we were talking about some things where tropes actually seemed to kind of work a little bit. So the question I have for you is, when is it okay to be tropey? And you had some examples.
1: Yeah, I had. I watched some movies over the past uh, couple of weeks, and I'm actually watching a TV show. That's one of my guilty pleasures. It restarted, and none of these things that I'm going to talk about add anything to the genre. You can see what's going to happen a mile away, but it's just good. Fluffy entertainment. And I say this with all love to Bullet Train, The Lost City, and 911. And they're all very procedural. Bullet mm-hmm. Train is literally about a train full of assassins. Everybody wants to be Quentin Tarantino in this movie (laughs) it is very bloody it's a lot of dark humor you know what's going to happen but you're like this is a lot of fun there's a lot of bright colors i think jamie you would enjoy it just for the japanese aspects of it like i told damien that i was on that exact train oh
0: you were yes um because it's going from is it osaka to tokyo
1: it ends up, I forget where the last stop is, but it's very desolate. In the okay, so not Osaka stop. to Tokyo. But I, I was saying to, to Damien, I was
0: like, I think you can pretty much take a bullet train from one end of Japan in the, to the other in like four hours. But I think this train ride lasts like 12.
1: <laughs> no, And so the thing that's cool, I, and I read this, is the movie is the exact amount of time it takes to get from where they start the movie to where that actual last stop is. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I was on that bu- that bullet train. It was from Osaka to Tokyo, and I had 50 high school students with me, but... Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But, so, like, watching it, I'm not going to do any spoilers, because there's so- there are so many great cameos.
0: Yeah, I definitely do want to see this. I-, I saw it was on Redbox, and I just need some...
1: I-, I need to take, like, a month off from work. Is that okay? Like, I know. I-, I feel like that's what I feel like. I need time to actually like sit down and enjoy myself instead Where's of. Where's my having... four day work week? When are we getting that? Because yeah. that'll really help with this. Should Should we move? Just so what? we only have to work. I don't know where we're gonna move. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: my next question. Where are we going? That, no. Don't ask,
1: follow, don't ask Don't ask follow ups. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> let's just do it. Um, but no, yeah. So bullet train was. It's exactly what you think it's gonna be. It's a lot of light and color. There's great performances. From certain people who you wouldn't expect to be funny are funny. I swear that this movie is literally what I imagine Brad Pitt to be like in real life. Um, just kind of dopey. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he happens to know like Kung Fu. Like, that's that's how I expect him to be. I think that's what Tom Hardy is like in real life because Oh, he's he like just won him. a to- yes. Kung Fu
0: tournament or something.
1: Mm-hmm. So it that part, like. You're going to watch it and you're going to be like, that was fun. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, that was the best movie. I wish there was another. It's like, no, that was a lot of fun. Okay. And I had the same experience um, watching The Lost City. It's available on Amazon Prime for free as well as Paramount. It's streaming on Paramount. And it is Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Sandra Bullock plays a romance writer. Channing Tatum is the cover model for all of her book covers.
0: Okay. And
1: it's got a very uh, romancing the stone type feel to it Mm because she gets gets kidnapped and Channing Tatum goes to rescue her. And it's just pure ridiculousness. You know they're going to fall in love at the end because reasons exactly because reasons they're so different blah 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 how will they ever do this he's just a dumb guy with a great body and she's she's too bookish and no she's getting over the death of her husband it works it's funny it there's like a whole scene with leeches that they're playing to the ladies on that but it's good oh boy yeah it's just it's just one of those movies where it's once again, very light, very charming. Not trying to add anything. You feel like this was Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. They're like, okay, you got you got to do one more movie under the contract. Any anyway, movie, oh. pick a movie, and it just ended up being like an enjoyable hour and a half. Of, a little romp. Yeah, a little little romp through the jungle. Mm-hmm. It's good, and that's why sometimes you just don't want to think. And I know I've talked about 911 before on the show. It's hot firemen and hot police officers rescuing people. If you've ever wanted to know what it would be like if a blimp crashed into a football stadium, tune in to 911. Did on you hot. Did you say hot firemen? Oh yeah, it's hot firemen. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. Like they're just rescuing people. I mean, there's a little I mean, you get to know the people outside of things, but it's just like ridiculousness upon ridiculous type of like like trying to save people. It's Mm -hmm. that's all it is. There's nothing new about it. Kind of sounds like the way I watch Law and Order, you know, that that's kind of like what it is. It's just. It you sit there and you're like oh, okay, you forget about it an hour later. It's like eating Chinese food. It's great <laughs> while you're doing it, but you're hungry an hour later. <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. Like, And sometimes you just need that. And sometimes people just accept that for what it is. Like, these movies aren't going to win any Oscars. This television show has never been nominated for an Emmy. It's a good time. Fair. They're staying in their lane and they're yeah, doing I know, a great up. Right? They're doing <laughs> a great job. They're staying in their lane. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah, that's what so, I got for
0: that. So we got some examples. Now, um everybody knows that we're usually big Marvel fans here, and while we do have our complaints, <laughs> multiverse madness. Excuse me, I don't know what came over me just then. Um but, you know, for the most part we're pretty forgiving of most things. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't know about you, Lynn, but I'm having a hard time forgiving She-Hulk. Who exactly is this show for?
1: I don't know because <laughs> it's it's not a law show. Nope. It's it's also,
0: not a superhero
1: show. No, exactly. That's what that was the next thing. Is it a half hour comedy series? Is it a like is it a commentary on dating as a woman in your thirties? Is it like Sex and the City and She Hulk? Yeah. Is there's not, there's like in. There's not even any villains in it. No. I mean ti- I mean you have Titania, but it's like she's just trying to sue her. Yeah, like, Titania I- just
0: like Titania's crime was she stole a trademark. Yeah. Um is this the show for people who are Marvel
1: fans' girlfriends? I don't I'm just wondering. Here's one question I have. Before okay. Even continue to dissect this. Are you telling me that Bruce Banner's never bled on someone before?
0: <laughs> so I think what we're telling you is if he has, it would have killed them, but it didn't for her.
1: It's like, cause they're really, relate- I mean, even a first cousin, you're blood related, but not that much. Oh, it's enough DNA and things and stuff. Marvel. Okay. Okay. It's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like. And I I know this is a thing, that the episode, the pilot episode was supposed to be like episode six or seven.
0: You're kidding.
1: Yeah. You were going to get her origin story later. And they said that it didn't work. I mean, so that So a lot of this isn't working, is what I'm hearing from you. No, the CGI is horrible. Yeah, it's really bad.
0: It's really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I... I I have a hard time watching this. It's almost like a chore to get through it and I'm kind of trying to push through it to get to Charlie Cox. Like I I feel like Charlie Cox is going to eventually show up and it's going to be like this breath of handsome fresh air. Like I just just need him to show up. And I ha- I don't know if he has yet because I kind of bailed out after like 4 or 5 episodes. And I I just haven't been able to get back into it mostly because I've been watching Lord of the Rings and I've just been so happy. <laughs> I just well, don't and here's watch
1: here's the thing about Daredevil I I don't know I mean yeah they're both attorneys but how is it gonna fit into the overall tone? Because courtroom and Marvel and law and it, stuff, Alin. because yeah, it's like this is so different because Daredevil is so gritty. And dark, <laughs> yeah. And then this is all like bright, brightness. And she's so always wearing flower dresses when she's Jennifer. And-
0: either Charlie Cox is going to show up, and the t- and the show is either going to take a complete tonal nosedive, or Charlie Cox is going to show up, and he's going to be the butt of every joke because that's what everybody else is, anyways.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they're trying to be funny. But it's just not working. Oh, God, I hope they don't
0: make him date her. Please don't date her. No. Oh, no. I really hope they don't
1: do that. Uh, Here's the other thing I was going to ask. How do you feel about her talking to the camera? Okay, so here's the thing. She actually
0: did that in the comics and did it oh. before uh, Deadpool. Okay. So I'm okay with it because I know that, but I feel like a lot of people would say, well, we already saw this with Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, but she actually did that first. So I see. I see. Yeah. Although what I'm not okay with is them making it out that Tatiana Maz, Maslani Mazl- Yeah, you got it. You had it right. Okay. Got it, yeah. I'm, I'm not okay with them insinuating that she's ugly when she's not She-Hulk.
1: I know. They're saying like, oh, you know, she's kind of unattractive if
0: she's not She-Hulk. It's like, uh. I just want to you- smack everyone who insinuates that. Like, are you kidding me?
1: Anyway. And and I know you're supposed to be excited because I would say that this is one of the shows that heavily feature other characters. Characters Right, I mean, I love Wong, but
0: Wong was like... Okay, Wong is the freaking Sorcerer Supreme. He... He's not an Instagram joke. Like, he's...
1: Sorcerer Supreme. Like I hated the episode with the drunk girl. Yes. I mean, I, I, they tried to make that cute,
0: and they, and like, I was like, okay. Eh, eh. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know about this. It's too much about dating and clothes for me. I it, feel it, like maybe I'm too old for this show. Is that the problem? Am no, I, too I mean, old? We're,
1: we're supposed. to. I mean, Tatiana Maslany is our age. That's true. It's like She-Hulk in the city. Like you're, you know, like you're. Yeah, s- something just, about it. And it's oh, they're the, sh- the shortest episodes as well. And they still feel long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I mean, I've kept up with it. Yeah, I got to
0: catch up. I will eventually.
1: Maybe it'll and, be the thing that I watch on my phone at night when I'm. That's. In- I was just gonna say <laughs> what I do is I watch it while I'm making myself something to eat. Yeah. And then eating and then cleaning up. Mm-hmm. I, that's where it falls in the priority. Because
0: See, like, oh. I know when something is good for you, when you have to sit and watch it and not be on your phone or making food. Yes, yes. Like you had to sit and pay attention to Sandman
1: and that that to me is like, oh, she liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't complain about not playing with my phone, but uh-huh. this is like, okay. And, and I said this uh, before we started to record, like I am watching this and- I'm gonna get through it. I'm going to get through and because Wakanda forever is next. Mm -hmm. So I will be like up to up to date on that aspect of it. But I don't I don't know. We talked about the new shows that are coming out. I don't know. They're going to have to earn it for me. I know they're going to earn it back.
0: Yeah, I agree. This has been treacherous. It's just Mm -hmm. just bad, bad news. Bad news bears all around all around. Oh, all right. Any
1: final thoughts on that? No, I mean, so for uh, you haven't watched it, you haven't watched the past two episodes.
0: Yeah, the last one I saw was the trademark one. And I was like,
1: oh, I'm
0: about to go teach trademark in business class next week. And there's a lot going on here that that doesn't seem accurate.
1: (laughs) No, there's nothing accurate at all about the law, which is also very (laughs) annoying. Because hello, Marvel, I could do it. I could be a
0: consultant. I know. The fact that I teach business and I even knew that the law wasn't right in this is like, yeah. okay, this is like six degrees of separation from the law and I still know you're full of BS. Yeah, it's just, I'm just like, did they even try? No, they did not try.
1: Yeah, They're too
0: focused on the wardrobe. Everything is about clothes. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's starting to form into like you're kind okay, of okay eight suing. episodes
0: in we're actually yeah, eight,
1: e- eight episodes in you're like oh is that what we're doing oh. and then it feels like a little too late yeah for sure so i'm not going to ruin anything beyond that but okay. i'm sure we'll 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 do a little uh recap we can yeah we can revisit it in
0: the catch-up later yeah <laughs> okay so we got one more so um some people have been kind of maybe wondering uh you know are we going to watch house of the dragon and uh so we want to address this right now alin are we gonna um do any reviews of house of the dragon
1: never never okay
0: so that's our show for today thank you very much for listening and as always please follow us on twitter facebook and instagram search for three speech and look for the bears sorry we have uh took a little bit of a time off there since the, the last one, but things have been pretty crazy. So hopefully we'll be able to hop back in soon with some spooky stuff for Halloween and Ooh. maybe some Christmas stuff later. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully be hearing from us again very soon. All right. Thank you guys. And as always stay safe and take care.